Welcome to The Thought Vault, where we learn to unlock our minds to live with more purpose and bold intention. I'm your host, Emily Vermillion. Take a deep breath and let's get started. Hey everyone, in today's episode of The Thought Vault, we are discussing compassion fatigue. You may have heard of this, or you may know the reality of it without knowing the name. I feel like this topic is applicable to our current cultural environment, and it may also be applicable to your personal struggles as well. The main focus of this show will be to help you recognize if you could be suffering from compassion fatigue and to offer you tools to help combat the fallout of this very prevalent emotional stress that when overwhelmed can definitely seep into all parts of our lives. So let's jump into it. Compassion fatigue in a clinical sense is defined as a condition characterized by emotional and physical exhaustion, leading to a diminished ability to empathize or feel compassion for others, often described as the negative cost of caring. It is sometimes referred to as secondary traumatic stress. This is something I can really identify with. Over the past year from just my own personal life stresses alone, I really began to feel myself checking out. Basically, I had too much on my plate and then couple this with our current world environment, things going on around me and to those that I love dearly, I just really began finding myself becoming unattached emotionally. For example, you know, have you caught yourself rolling your eyes when you hear people complain or getting angry when you have to listen to someone else's problems or perhaps completely unaffected when people you love are walking through a hard time? How about when seeing the news about something horrific happening and you just keep carrying on your conversation without even thinking twice about what you've seen? These are simple examples of compassion fatigue. And I think in today's environment, it would be easy to find ourselves dealing with compassion fatigue in some form or degree. Compassion fatigue can get so overwhelming that you may feel like every complaint is dramatic, unwarranted, or just downright false. Once you reach this form of basic numbness, it can be a slippery slope of basically having no feelings towards others as a means of mental survival. It's a lost place that you don't want to find yourself. And sadly, you know, compassion fatigue has become a way of living for so many of us. We are constantly being bombarded with opinions and grievances, horrible stories and confrontation at every screen we look at. And this compiles on top of our own personal struggles. Compassion fatigue could be a catalyst to the divisiveness that we see occurring currently in our world today. In a nutshell, most people simply believe their story and are too burned out with compassion fatigue to feel compassionate to others, their sufferings, or other people's opinions. Compassion fatigue causes us to be overly independent, believing that relying on others isn't important and that involving more drama into your life is just pointless. The need for human connection begins to erode, which is something that we all inherently crave. We were born to connect. And when this begins to erode, we lack the sense of community and increasingly become more cynical and unaffected by all the things about life that bring up emotion, even positive emotion. It's like we are living in survival mode. Survival from the emotional upheaval of being present in our lives with other people and associating with society functionally. Quarantine has not contributed well to this, and we are all beginning to see the effects of this. You know, people lashing out at others with over-exaggerated responses, hello, social media, are feeling they have every right to just speak what's on their mind with lack of concern for others or whether or not they invoke pain or anger. 
people deciding altogether to just remove themselves completely from the rhetoric and living disconnected from reality, which can be healthy in certain respects, but begins to harm those relationships that we have. During these times, it's important that we incorporate the parts of life that attribute health and joy. And a big part of that is connection. Compassion fatigue can contribute to the onset of more long-term mental health concerns like OCD, anxiety, depression, and apathy, you know, the lack of empathy. And it's a way to dehumanize people that have different beliefs or provoke extra emotion that you don't want to deal with, making it hard to communicate or have good sleep or even solid choice-making abilities. Another example of compassion fatigue can be with caregivers. They have to carry really heavy burdens being responsible for the health of someone else. And it causes a lot of burnout and strained relationships. And in some cases, work environments. Think think about nurses and other medical professionals. For me personally, child trafficking has been a big trigger for me recently. This is a heavy subject. And when you research and read the stories and see the statistics, it is very consuming. Consuming to the point that everything else feels irrelevant. And hard to relate to because there are only so much of these underlying churning emotions that I can feel at one time. Being emotionally and physically worn down by others and what they're dealing with and relating it to your own plight is just a very taxing situation mentally and emotionally. And concerning what many of us are walking through during this particular season, we need to be aware of the signs and the ways to keep ourselves cared for so that we can be functional and healthy. If we aren't healthy, it's hard to live life well and to even help others and be a lending, you know, hand and a light, which we are called to do. Emotionally, compassion fatigue can represent itself through hypersensitivity, anger, inability to handle stress, feeling hopeless or insignificant. And the big one is apathy, to basically have no feelings about anything. Physically, compassion fatigue shows up with being overly tired, having things like headaches and dizziness, trouble sleeping, or even having nightmares. Cognitively, compassion fatigue can cause trouble with overanalyzing, obsessive thinking, difficulty concentrating, struggling with your belief systems, and feeling insecure in making decisions. Recognizing these signs will help tremendously in responding with techniques and thinking to help pull yourself out of the spiral that compassion fatigue can cause. Ways to deal with compassion fatigue include all the things you would suspect, good diet, exercise, sleep, but it also requires mindset work. As you know by now, our thoughts are powerful, and how we are thinking about what we are dealing with will tremendously drive our actions further in one direction or another. Knowing that we have the power within our brains to work on our thoughts, we are taking control of how we are living our day-to-day lives. Thoughts are important to the reality that we are living. If we are thinking negatively and spinning in thoughts that are not serving us well, we will relate to our physical worlds in the same way by not relating to it well, not being able to actively participate in what's happening around us and being mindful and being present in our everyday because we're disconnected from it. And if you haven't listened yet, make sure to check out two episodes of the Thought Vault. One, the power of the brain so you can learn about the amazing capability our brain has to truly influence our lives. 
And the other episode you need to listen to is how to think your thoughts. There are huge takeaways in these two episodes, in these two episodes, all about mindset and how to really get a wrangle on your thought life and what effect it has on you emotionally, spiritually, mentally, and physically. It's important, and it's important to take note of exercising our brain. It's just like any other muscle in our body. It's important to stay connected to friends, to what is happening in the world, and balancing that with staying focused on what's happening within our own four walls. I relate to this because I can get so caught up in things like child trafficking or other political injustices or just all the things that are going on. I am an Enneagram 8 and 1. And so injustice is a huge push point in my life. And I get very caught up in that. And like I said earlier, it really starts to make me feel like nothing else really matters. Like it seems so trivial and silly. And so I get very overwhelmed with like depression and my OCD kicks in and my anxiety. And so it's important that we do stay focused with what's happening in our four walls, meaning focus on your family, focus on yourself and what's going on in your house and what you are absorbing. Have boundaries for when you watch the news or what type of news you listen to or the music that's playing in the background. Um, All these things have very, you would think mild effects, but they have this underlying major effect on our mindset and how we're relating to things. So if you're listening to a lot of depression, depressive music, for example, you're going to feel depressed. You know, one huge help for me and my depression has been when I'm getting into that headspace, I can tell and just blasting worship music has been an amazing tool and technique for me to help with my attitude. And so the shows that we're watching, the music we're listening to, if we're watching the news all day long, Adam and I can get in the bad habit of just leaving the news on. And so it's like all day long, you're just hearing all this negative stuff. The news is not a happy place. And so being mindful of what's happening in your four walls and Adam and I are parents, we have two kids. And so being really focused on them and not getting so caught up in our adult stressors and just getting in tune and in touch with our kids and what they're learning and what they're excited about and being excited about those things alongside of them, being focused on the impression that we are giving to our kids who are our legacy and who will carry out into the world the things that we teach them are important. So we have to be mindful of being connected to those that we love in our life, um, the outside world, but we have to balance that with what's happening inside our home. You know, are we taking care of ourselves? Are we prioritizing the right things? Are we making it a point to, you know, do things that are healthful for us and uplifting so that when we do encounter, in quotes, the outside world or our friends or our loved ones, we are connecting with them in a positive way. And it's not just one big cycle of hardship. And so in this season that we're in, I think it's just vitally important that we are truly staying and persevering in our faith, you know, reading our Bible every single day, praying every single day. Those need to remain, you know, mainstays in our routines and having healthful habits that we are doing, drinking lots of water, moving our bodies, doing all the, you know, quiet time and Bible reading and 
healthy eating and things that really are benefiting us in the long run. These small little habits make a big impact in our overall wellness and how we are thinking and feeling and all the things that are churning inside of us. And we need to have outlets for all of these things. So you need to have hobbies and things that are building you up and that you're excited about and have passion for learning something new, you know, studying that technique that you're into or, you know, playing your guitar at night for 10 minutes, you know, doing the things that really are just relaxing to you, reading a book. Um, I mean, the list could go on and on. And so when we're talking about compassion fatigue, it's really just becoming disconnected, disconnected from yourself, disconnected from your your personal circumstances, being disconnected from others, just having this survival mode that we're there where we are operating in. And that's where this can be bad. You know, this is how it negatively affects our livelihoods and our way of living life, because it really sucks the joy and the peace and that happiness. Like I said earlier, when once you get to that apathetic state, you're apathetic towards everything. You're apathetic toward the negative. You're apathetic toward the neutral things. And you're apathetic toward the fun, happy, supposed to be positive things. So it's very important that we are guarding our hearts, guarding our minds, being in tune with what is happening, happening around us, what we're thinking about, those, those thoughts and I really want you guys to go listen to those other episodes because I know that we dive deep into techniques and ways that you can manage your thoughts, think about your feelings, which result in your actions and how you're living out your day-to-day life. And that's why it's important to be in tune to this because you see these stories and watch the news of people that are like living in the Middle East, for example, and they have bombs going off all around them all day long. And they're just sitting there eating like sipping their coffee and there's like a huge bomb blowing up outside their window and they literally don't flinch. And you're like, oh my word, how do they live in that circumstance always under that that umbrella of bombings and hearing those sirens and all that stuff? They're desensitized to it. In the world that we're living in, having to hear all the grievances and the complaining and the sinfulness that's happening and you know, seeing people lashing out extremely with all the different situations that are happening, you know, school, homeschool, the quarantine, everything. I don't even have to list it all. And I don't want to incite any, you know, strong emotions about it. But what I'm trying to get us to see is we're all becoming desensitized to all this stuff. And what happens is you either respond in an over-exaggerated way where you just lash out and you don't care about hurting people's feelings because you just don't care anymore because you've heard everyone else's opinion. Why not throw yours out there too? And then you also um, get on the spectrum of wanting to just simply disconnect, pretend nothing's happening, stick your head in the sand, not address it, not be in tune to it, not care that that's a huge problem happening right now. You know, I can't handle it. So I'm not going to handle it. I'm not going to think about it. I think we're all operating on this continuum and we just need to kind of be mindful of what's happening. And if you're starting to feel yourself becoming really agitated, feeling overwhelmed, feeling like you know, being caught up in a certain circumstance and feeling like everything else is irrelevant. These should be triggers to you that, wow, I'm getting, I'm getting pretty desensitized to things and I need to look into this. I need to focus on this and see what the, what the root thought of all of this around it is like, what is the root root thought about all of this? And when we can think about our thoughts 
being something we can analyze, it really opens up our door to having more understanding, more empathy, more connection, and having the ability to have more clarity in what we believe, why we believe it, and how what our actions can show from that belief. And we were all born to connect to people. We were all born to have connection and community. And that is how God intended us to live here, is to connect with others, to share our lives, to learn from each other, gain wisdom from our own experiences and from others' experience, other people's experiences and what they share with us. And so life, it was meant to be communal. And when we get into this cycle of compassion fatigue, we don't have the ability to connect anymore because our body's in survival mode, our mind's in survival mode, our heart is in survival mode, and we're just completely guarded, disconnected, and things in our life begin to fall apart. Our relations fall, relationships fall apart, our passions and work ethic and um, productivity and all these things about us start to fall away because everything just feels so blah, for lack of a better word. And so we just, we can't deal with it. And none of us need to live life through that lens. And as it says in Colossians 3, 2, set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. And so I just want to point you back that when you begin to have these feelings and these, this underlying churning of just being burnt out, think about that. Why do you feel burnt out? And I would venture to say that it's always going to point to things that are of this earth. And so I would encourage you to really dig into that and and start to reprioritize things. Get back into starting your day talking with the Lord. You know, start reading your Bible and blasting worship music and really recentering your focus on the big picture because it's so easy to get caught in the details. It's so easy to get caught in the nuance and to get caught in the hard problem that you're facing with someone that you love, a family member, a situation that you're facing with your health or someone else's health or a work situation or financial situation or a home life problem. It is so easy to get caught into those details of our life because there are big parts of our lives. But what begins to happen is when we are focused so much on our earth, on our earthly measures of things going on in our life, we lose sight of the big picture and we lose sight of God working and all of that. And we don't have that hopeful expectation of what is to come. And when you don't have hope, when you're not living out in hope every day, every day is hard. Every day is hard when you have no hope. Stay focused on where you're prioritizing your efforts and what you're spending most of your time doing evaluate what am I doing most of my day? Am I spending most of my day grumbling and going through the going through the motions and showing up for work but hating it because this issue's happening or, you know, I'm having to deal with this thing at home and it's just consuming my every single thought and every single emotion and every single feeling. And that's where you can start recentering, okay, what am I gonna think about today? And what we think about is how we feel. So we have to be mindful of that. We have to understand that our thoughts are dictating a lot of our life. And so when we know that truth and we know that and we know that fact, we can really start making an impact on how we're feeling, how we're connecting to others and, and push us out of that compassion fatigue by focusing not on things of this world, but on Christ above. 
affirming to ourselves what it tells us in scripture about it, about us and who we are and whose we are. That is life-giving. That will change your emotional state, your mental capability, your strength. Because most of us don't have the strength on our own to go through what life is going to hand us. But we know the truth that God is with us in every single thing. And when we don't have the strength, and even when we do have the strength, he is our strength. And he provides. And I know for myself, when I have been in these terrible dark cycles, it's because I'm not focusing on the right things. It's because I am consumed with worldly, worldly circumstances in my life. And it can be so hard to get out of. And I just want to encourage you guys that compassion fatigue is a real thing. And in light of all the stuff that we are having to take on, all the new hats we're having to wear, all the different responsibilities we're having to learn, the different roles, the different connections, and how we connect with those that we love, and having that change, and just all of it, it will cause burnout. So be mindful of this. As it says in Romans 8, 6, for to set the mind on the flesh is death. But to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. And we could all use peace. I know I can. Remember, when we turn our minds from earthly circumstances, we are consumed with God's business. And our light and passion will shine through what we're facing. Our skills and purpose purpose are aligned. And we are serving in all of our own unique ways, which are causing ripple effects past what we could ever see. When we're focused on God and what he has in front of us and being mindful and present and showing up for that in God's name, what peace, what joy, what fulfillment that brings. But as for you, O man of God, flee these things. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and about which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses, 1 Timothy 6, 11, and 12. To end this episode, I want us to just bow our heads, close our eyes. Let's just say a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we just simply ask for your presence in our heart, in our mind, in our daily life today, in the days that are to come. We pray, God, for your presence to keep us focused, Lord. Focus on what you have in front of us, how we should respond. Focus on prioritizing you, Christ. You're at the forefront of our minds. You are guiding our steps. You are guiding our thoughts. Your overwhelming peace and love are around us, flowing through us. We pray, God, for you to just help us to connect. Help us to stay connected. Stay connected to you, Lord. Stay connected to what's going on in our lives, connected to our loved ones, connected to those that cross our path that you need us to see. Please, God, keep us filled with your love, with your joy, with your excitement, with your hope and grace, Lord. May we extend grace to those who have hurt us, who have caused us pain, who have made it hard for us to remain focused on you. We pray, God, for all those that are hurting that are lashing out and struggling to have empathy for others, for themselves. We pray, God, for you to just help us to take care of those in our lives and ourselves, that we can have clarity in knowing how to care for ourselves, 
how to do what we can and have the right habits to allow us to live healthfully so that we may be ready, ready to face what comes our way each and every day. Thank you, God, for the grace that you give us each day. Thank you, God, for being a constant in this time of uncertainty. Please, God, may we never forget, never stop recognizing all of which we should be grateful for. Please, God, help us to remain steadfast in how we are thinking, what we are thinking about, and knowing, God, that you are in control. Our faith is in you, Lord, not in in ourselves. You are capable, Lord, and we trust that. Thank you, God, for never forsaking us, for never giving up on us. Thank you, God, for being a constant source of peace, of comfort, of stability. Please, Lord, help us recognize what we can do better, what we can let go of. Please help us recognize that we have to rest too, know when to fight, know when to be quiet, know when to push, know when to stop. Please, Lord, let your will be done in our lives. Give us the ability to make the right steps and to trust in your abilities to use our actions in the way that they're meant to be used. Please let us rest in knowing that you are in control, that we don't have to be. Thank you, God, for today and every day. In your precious name we pray. Amen. I hope talking about this has given you some relief, has given you some understanding of maybe what you're dealing with and you just didn't have the name for it. I hope that an understanding what you could be facing right now with compassion fatigue is giving you some food for thought and giving you the empowerment and the encouragement that you can take action against it. You can feel good again and feel positive again and work through this and be aware of it. And if there's someone that you love that is going through this, let them listen to this episode. If you haven't already, please hit the subscribe button so that you get notified every time a new episode launches. And I would love to encourage you guys to sign up for our um, email list. You can go to subscribe.boldpearls.com forward slash add me, and that will get you on our email list. In the month of August, our community is going to be doing a fun mindset challenge in a couple weeks. I will, I will be sending out information on that. So make sure you get on our email list. You can follow that link in the show notes as well. If you're not on the email list, get on it. <laughs> if you don't follow me over on Instagram, you can find me at at by Emily Vermillion. You can search the hashtag, the thought vault. Um, and there's an Instagram that is started for the thought vault specifically. And it's at the thought vault on Instagram too. We also have a Facebook page to so check us out on there. All of these links are in your show notes. And until next time, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Romans 12 two. go live with bold intention. Bye for now, everyone.